Welcome to Practical Access. I'm Lisa Deaker. And I'm Rebecca Hines. Our favorite topic. Our favorite topic. <laughs> um, today, Lisa, I kind of wanted to dig into communication. Okay. And I'll tell you why. So It's one, only about talking, right? No, it's yes, all about talking, <laughs> in which you are definitely an expert. Um, so communication is kind of on my mind right now for a variety of reasons. One is because I am so interested in collaboration among teachers, mm -hmm. um, you know, and not just between, not just co-teachers, right. but all any, teachers. Any teacher. Yeah, any teacher. So communication is really on my mind and also for students. And I know that you've been really emphasizing in a lot of episodes this idea of more student-to-student -student conversation mm -hmm. and teacher side talk, etc. But getting started with all of that, you know, is contingent on a lot of things. One is kids having some kind of instruction in communication. Mm -hmm. You know, they are not necessarily aware of what a good, you know, peer-to-peer -peer conversation even sounds like or looks like. You mean flipping someone off is in a good way <laughs> well, to get started? <laughs> for some, for some, I guess it works. I don't yeah. know. Um, but in the classroom, I don't recommend it. No, me either. Um, so... <clears throat> Here's the first thing about communication, and I will tell you, you know my sister, yep. and you know we've had Cheryl on before. So my sister is an actress, and I've talked about how, as somebody who has been on a TV show that is improv-based, um, and who has taught courses in improv, she definitely knows how to get a message across, not mm -hmm. only verbally, but also non-verbally. Absolutely. That's you know? so important. Yeah, and, and so that's that's a big piece of it, is is how do things look. I love to watch her, and I can see her voice and see her face. And, <laughs> like, that's my favorite part of the show. It's not her words. Her words are good, too, but her face. Yeah. I mean, it's really powerful. If you get a chance, you should should look at that, because it is hilarious <laughs> Lisa Deaker plugging Cheryl Hines. <laughs> um, so, but it's true. Yes, it's true. But more importantly, you know what I've realized over the years? You know, I'm lucky to have a sister who is so much fun. But the thing that Cheryl brings, when you, when you meet her, and you've met her, you know, to any room is a sense of warmth, a sense mm -hmm. of everybody's here together to have a good time. You like to talk about a party, which is ironic if you knew Lisa. <laughs> um, so this idea of you, she, she communicates non-verbally through her facial expression, through her body language, no matter what the setting, you know what? Everything's going to be okay. This yes. is going to be this yes. is going to be good, and I think in thinking about her career because she's been working, you know, in the really tough field for you know over over twenty five years. <laughs> Sorry, Cheryl, um, <laughs> and people want to work with her. Yeah, I ask myself, how how come Cheryl keeps getting these shows? Like what? You know, she's been on one show that's been on 20 years, and she's asked to do all these yeah. projects when so many people can't find work in a really competitive field. And I've realized it is because she really clearly understands how to make people feel good. Yeah. And that's something that we need now more than ever Absolutely. in our profession. So what do you do, you know, to make somebody feel good? What do you do to put them at ease, you know? And I said that nonverbal piece more than 90% of what we communicate is nonverbal. Yeah. Lisa, when you stand up and you get ready to talk to a big audience, for example, what are you trying to communicate nonverbally? Yeah, I think the first thing is really that presence that I'm with you, I'm not here to tell you. And I think that's really hard for a lot of people is, well, if you're in the room as the expert, 
know, I come in as the co-teacher, right. I'm the expert. I come to the parent conference, I'm the expert. No, you're really not. The parent's the expert in the room, by the way, um, but because they know the kid better than anybody. But honestly, it doesn't matter how your expertise is. It's what Cheryl does well. It's what you do well. I'm here to do this with you and right. learn with you. And right. I think that presence of eye contact, calming, Believe it or not, as the crazy hyper person that I am, I usually start very calm to bring everybody in and a lot of warmth. I think mm -hmm. that's just really important the first time you meet somebody. Right. And, you know. And listening. Let's, yeah, and listening. But let's take that even down to the kid level. Imagine that. You know, you walk into your classroom. We start every, you know, school year with, and I understand why. Oh, here's the rules and here's the syllabus and all of this. But the first thing we need to establish is this feeling of we're a team. Yeah. No matter who's in there, your students, your paraprofessionals, if you're working with them, but we have to feel like a team and we have to feel like we're going to have a good experience together. And that's going to look different for a lot of different people. You know, everybody has different styles. I, I tell a story often about um, nonverbal communication. Um, I have a friend who's much younger than me, much, much prettier, better dancer, everything. She won't go out anywhere that there's dancing with me because it drives her crazy that I get asked to dance a million times. <laughs> and she's just standing there. And she's like, Grandma, what's your secret? And I'm like, look, kid, <laughs> let me tell you something. You know, anybody over there who feels like dancing right now is looking over here thinking, hmm, she's old, but she looks friendly. Because <laughs> I'm over here smiling yeah, and you yeah. look mean. Yeah. You have not to be me. the you no not you. You'd have to be the bravest person in here to come ask you to dance because it looks like you're gonna yeah. say no. Yeah. You yeah. know they see me out here dancing with you know they know that I'm I'm going to do what I can to make sure that we're all having fun. You yeah. know what I mean? And Absolutely. so and so the one thing that I really learned from that though is <laughs> she looked back at me because I really did say that you know I I look friendly you look mean and she said. I'm smiling on the inside. <laughs> like, well, great. If they have a good 10 years to get to know you like I do, yeah. they're going to really see that. But right now, right. if you want to dance right now, smile yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that sometimes it's really hard and it feels artificial if we're not naturally that person. If we're not somebody who smiles, disclose early on. Look, you guys, we're all in this together. I'm excited to be in this together. Don't expect me to be a big, I'm not a cheerleading type of teacher, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. but I care about you. You know, we have to communicate that. Well, and it's funny because we're talking about siblings. So I'll throw out a plug. My brother, who was the CFO in Washington, D.C., and now is the vice provost and CFO at the University of Kansas, I laugh because we're very different. If you met him, and sorry, Jeff, but we're very different, and he would agree with that. But he's, he has a really weird job is to tell people bad news about money a lot. Yeah. And I think the two things I've learned from watching him and some very high-profile political... First of all, he keeps it really simple. Right. Like, like you talk about finance simple for message. dummies. Like, mm -hmm. like, it's dummy to dummy to say, look, this is how much money you have, this is how much we don't have, and if you want to do this, this is what you're going to have to do. Absolutely. But I think the second thing is when things are really difficult and it's on his shoulder. He never laughs at anyone, but he does laugh a lot. Yeah. And so people are like, how can you laugh when it's a hard, crazy conversation, he's like, because I can make a joke and everybody then wants to listen to the rest of my message. Right. But if I make it, you know, so one of his statements was, 
we don't pay for potholes in Washington, D.C. And I was like, why did he open with that? He said, because every four years we elect a new president and they fill in all my potholes. Mm-hmm. So I don't even need that in my budget. But again, everybody listened to the message because they're like, why is this mean? person talking right. about potholes? So I think it's simple, but fun messages, I think also is just something I always think about when I'm trying to communicate. Yeah, definitely. It's clear messaging. You and I talk about that all the time. Absolutely. Have you know, we have we have lines that we just repeat over. We have our broken <laughs> record things for things that we really believe in. So yeah. it doesn't matter if you're a naysayer. As a teacher, no matter what a kid did, I didn't sit there saying a million things. I said that's not appropriate. And I put my hand up and I walked away. Like whatever it was, if they were cussing, you know, that's not appropriate. Yeah. And even with even with Cheryl, since I kind of led with her, you know, we don't always agree on everything, but we are so good just from, you know, of course, a lifetime of communicating. We can get to a place in a conversation where we realize I'm not gonna change your mind you know, her mind and she's not going to change mine. Yeah. So we're like, okay, yeah. well, we're going to walk away from that because I, I understand. I hear you. I see what you yeah. think. That's fine. Let's move on. And I think for teachers who are trying to collaborate, we have to be able to do that too. It has to be, listen, I respect what you're saying. Yes. I get it. You're welcome to believe that, but here's what I believe. Yeah. We don't have to agree, but we have to move on. Yes. And I think sometimes when we're trying to work with other people, whether it's teachers, administrators, you know, we have to be better at not taking it with us. I agree. So it's like, what's next? We see, okay, great. <laughs> what's next? And sometimes somebody has to come in and make the decision. If we're teachers, a third party decides something, okay. But we just agree, as a person, it's not about you. Right. Here's our impasse. And I'll just end with, you know, humor is great. Don't make fun of somebody, but don't be afraid to laugh at yourself. Because when you oh, laugh yeah. at yourself... Others feel a little more comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that that's something that, um, <laughs> you know, again, I've had a lifetime of. So <laughs> if, uh, you know, when you're thinking about it, I'm going to tie it to a topic that we've talked about a lot, which is, you know, co-teaching. So one little tip for co-teachers is at least put the other person, if you if you find yourself walking into a room to teach with someone else, Make sure that when that person comes in, even if they're a minute or two late because they had to help somebody in the hall or something else, give them a look, a smile, some kind of reassurance that you're in the right place. We're going to have a great day. Great. Well, if you have questions for us, please send us a tweet at Access Practical, or you can join us on our Facebook at Practical Access.